there, I bet you were just anxiously awaiting for me to say, hi, my name is Aislinn Campbell, and with me is, of course, my amazing partner, Joe Hilliard. And we are sitting right here at the dinner table, and we are ready for you to get yourself a delicious beverage. We, we have one. And join us on the adventure of the Texas Freeze Apocalypse. Spoiler alert, we have electricity to record. Yay! So you know that at the beginning. <laughs> oh, we yeah. made it! We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. The idea what? that a freeze, a big freeze, was upcoming. I posted on Instagram about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. There was a lady that had all her tomatoes and she was showing off her tomatoes. And then I said, oh yeah, my tomatoes are getting close and I'm starting to, I'm about to have a ton of tomatoes this year. I'm so excited about it. And she was like, oh, well, make sure that you watch out for the freeze. And she's in Houston. So mm -hmm. I was like, huh, I wonder, because I hadn't, I don't watch the news. Yeah. So I hadn't seen like a month out forecast. Plus, I'm not going to follow a month out you forecast rely on anyways. Me. You rely on me to give you partisan baiting news here, here in the house for us to discuss. I rely on you to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> hey, the did you hear about Ted Cruz? Yeah. Mm, never mind. Yeah. Then this, this older man was working on the roof next door. Uh-huh. And he looks out and he goes, you know you're going to have to cover all that stuff up next week. And we chatted, you know, whatever. And afterwards, I was like... What the hell are these old folks talking about? Because their knee, is, their trick knee is acting up. They know something that I don't know. They're starting to talk about something, and I might need to start paying attention to whatever they're talking about. But no one in Texas understood exactly what was about to come. Right. Compounding problems with electricity and water that we just lived through. Right. I've got. Well, and the other side of it is, is that we are constantly being baited with the worst case scenario i mean i think that that's a part of the problem if i think about this whole scenario and mm -hmm. that is we get called wolf on so often that people ignore directions they've been given mm -hmm. because i've been told the worst thing so long for so long in social media and on the news the worst the worst the worst that and then it doesn't it's really gonna turn be out exaggerated it's not gonna be okay well, i've been through a freeze before okay right. the power could go out but I, overnight no big deal the truth of the matter is it actually hasn't happened like this in over a hundred years yeah. they even named this storm mm -hmm. which is a whole different thing that texans don't really maybe understand right. about like an arctic blast hurricanes like, we got it Right. We know you, they're going to their name. You can't ignore it. We, we know watch the preparation it. required. Yeah. We know what the fallout looks like. I do remember seeing an Arctic blast. I guess it was that year that we had a big freeze out at the garden that I, I actually spent January in Hawaii. I like left as the freeze was mm -hmm. happening. <laughs> kind of like Ted Cruz. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Not a bad Going place. To Hawaii. <laughs> Not a bad place to have gone. Okay, so but my point earlier was if you're listening from places north, you get bits and pieces of the news, but we lived through this event. We learned a lot from it, and I think, Aislinn, that that should be our finish line. What did we learn from what we just went through? But let's dive in and talk about this last week. It's been a doozy. Yeah, it's been a fun, fun week. <laughs> for the last many, many weeks, you've been talking about your excitement for spring and the work that you'd been doing up until this point. Yes, and generally speaking, Valentine's Day is the day that we consider, yeah, spring is here. So this set us back as if we lived in another part of the country. Mm -hmm. I had a ton of produce. Cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all that stuff had been planted. And now I'm planting my tomatoes, my eggplants, my peppers, my squash, all that stuff. Even prepping another completely new garden bed. And I was going to get the collision of all the perfect world with everything being ahead. I had all my onions in the ground. I had bought potatoes. They were about to get planted on time. All the flowers, everything you could imagine, all the greens, all the lettuces, I did a quick calculation this morning. Inside our house right now, 12 to 14 flats with about 40 plants each. Then we also used our garage space on the Saturday, the day before Valentine's Day, when we knew the next night, Sunday, Valentine's Day, was going to be the first freeze, mm -hmm. getting and everything into the garage. Because y'all are about to listen to an entire shift in a gardener's mind. My initial thoughts were put all of my plants that matter to me the most in the garage mm -hmm. because they're not going to have a shock to going from in the 40s outside to in the 70s inside the house. Yeah. So go ahead and put the most valuable plants out 
even as the which would be what tomatoes, tomatoes eggplant, anything that was going to give me a head start fruit. on spring gotcha. and take a really long time because okay. this kind of freeze is the kind of thing that really screws us up in texas because our summers are so hard that when i look back in my garden right now it looks like a summer garden rather than a winter garden because it's dead. Oh, okay. I got okay. You. And when you're talking about plants take a hundred days to yeah. fruit or yeah. 125 days to be harvestable yeah. or whatever, you've got to have a hundred days of the perfect temperature of weather. Right. So here we are starting over again. I calculated this morning 1,200 plants. 1,200 plants. The ones in it, the garage? All of them. 1,200 okay. plants uh -huh. in our house. Uh huh. 1,200 plants that needed to be protected. Yes. All of those man hours. Woman hours. This Not, is like your bank. This is an investment. Exactly. Plus, I'm also now sitting on my ass in the couch just waiting for yeah. the weather to get better well, again. Let's get into so it. I'm not working. 1,200 plants ready to go into the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, they all need to be protected. Let's move half of them into the garage. Let's move half of them inside the lower area of our home where we don't mind we having... Have tile. Yeah. And, yeah, we can leave the lights on, we think. <laughs> and on Saturday, the day before Valentine's Day, you began harvesting. Once I began to understand that we were going to have a weather event and that out at the farm, I was definitely going to lose a lot of things. I'm going to need to harvest anything I want to be left to after live, this yeah. is over with. Mm -hmm. I got to take it all. And so you're, you're talking carrots. Carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, broccoli lettuce, uh, all the beets, mm -hmm. all the turnips, all the radishes. I mean, just things that you want, might not even expect to have to harvest because we've been in the 70s mm -hmm. and now we're going to be in the teens. Everything is going to melt. So I, I pulled stuff home and said, you know what? I think it's time for us to quit meandering around about talking about broccoli cheese soup that we made several weeks ago and let's just remake broccoli cheese soup we made Make it better this time broccoli cheese soup <laughs> but we added cauliflower to it this time because of all the produce that you'd gone ahead and harvested we let, let's use and my carrots this let's time. use what we mm -hmm, have mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you make yourself a roux <laughs> you make yourself a roux go back to season one listen to our five mother sauce challenge it's the over the course of many many episodes as we did all five mother sauces that all of them except for the um hollandaise sauce start with a roux separately you're sauteing the all of the vegetables we just listed the carrots the broccoli the cauliflower add your after the roux is there add your broth Listen, I want to add in that I told you because back when add we did the cream. episode with Mati, yeah, and I told you about Mati's broccoli cheese soup from yes. Wimberley yes. Girls Trip, yes, and I told you she said she you have to do two things: pre-cook the vegetables, pre-cook the vegetables. Did that two, this time, not last time. Grate the cheese. This time, I told you you have to pre-cook the vegetables. Did put those in? I forced the issue. Okay, you, you're screwing me up. Make <laughs> your roux, add your broth, add your cream, add your pre-cooked vegetables. Let that. Just cook. You have to pre-cook the vegetables. It makes a difference. The roux is important because if you don't make that roux thick enough at the beginning, you're not going to thicken your soup. The first time we made broccoli cheese soup, a little too thick. This time I thought, perfect. It was really, really good. And in addition to that, it was comboed with an adult grilled cheese sandwich. An adult grilled cheese sandwich. What does that mean? It's slathered in whiskey? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. What I, what I ended up getting, which I was very, very happy with, because it was yeah. like almost 100%. Accidentally gourmet. <laughs> we, I used that cannoli cheese that we talked about a couple of weeks ago with the bell pepper Local infused into cheese. it. And then I used the leftover tandoori chicken. With I cut chicken it into tiny little bites. Tiny little bites. It's bread, cheese, Chicken sprinkle, cheese, bread, and that's your grilled cheese sandwich. That's your dipping sandwich. So you've got a hearty dipping sandwich to dunk, 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 dunk into your broccoli cheese soup. And then he made me a that fresh a salad meal. with all of that fresh Now how the hell did you was... eat bread? You might be asking. I know, exactly. Yeah, we're going to talk about H-E-B in this episode. H-E-B is our grocery chain. H-E-B is the best boop, damn grocery chain in America. And they do right by their customers, and they are incredible. I'm going to talk about the ghost town H-E-B trip that I took later into this whole exercise. And how Aislinn's overflow of abundance came to the rescue. The interesting thing about H-E-B is that the one right next to us is an older H-E-B, a smaller H-E-B, and does not contain a lot of the products that we enjoy buying. But We have to go a mile down the street past that H-E-B to get to a better H-E-B. But if you go to the Southside bougie part of town, then you've got the H-E-B+. Plus. H-E-B 
plus where you could probably buy no a way. car we live in the bougie part of town understood but those heb pluses that bougie, are filled with items that we just can't get here and i was there because it's nearby the school where my daughter's doing the play practice so i use the hour that she's at play practice to go to the fancy heb plus where i can get like caviar and shit you know what i'm saying like the stuff that you can't get can on our side that, of town. You can't get that at Roberts? Yes, you can. You probably can, but they've got 25 kinds of caviar at the HEB Plus and two kinds of caviar at the one down the street. Well, if anything is bougie out there, it's just land. They have land, so they can build a Well, that's where the Nouveau Riche people live, and they feel like, oh, well, we've got the fancy HEB Plus, and that's where I can get 20 types of caviar, but let me skip the caviar and go straight just get to, to the. Be bigger over there because the you have tongue. more abundant land. To okay, anyway, purchase. anyway, let's, let's check ourselves on these kinds of rabbit trails this week because we we're not even to, to Valentine's Day yet in this adventure. But I had found a loaf of gluten free bread, is my point. Oh, that's the point. So I went and got the gluten-free bread. Gluten-free people over there. Exactly, oh, okay, and okay. and I and I and I made a sandwich with that. Whew. Then our heat went out. <laughs> Not our electricity. Not our electricity. This is Saturday night, the night before the main freeze that we know is coming. The garage is filled with plants. Our inside area is filled with plants. And Place. I'm literally leaving the door open because I'm like, my plants need to make a transition. Right. Make a transition. When it's we finally be too get all here. the doors shut. <laughs> And we're finally settled in for the night. It's not getting warmer in here. Yeah. I get up on a chair, put my hand up to the vent where the air conditioning comes out. I can hear the furnace rattling upstairs. Not rattling. I can hear it moving. Mm -hmm. But there's just no air coming out. The blower fan is out. Yep. Shit. Because it's about to get really cold. Mm -hmm. Did our heat come back on before the Texas freeze apocalypse? Questions. Unanswered question number one. We made that roasted turmeric cauliflower head, and you suggested live in last week's episode we should repurpose that into a soup. Did we do that? We did. We did. Not remarkable. It wasn't that good. It was a meal. It was okay. Mm -hmm. But I liked that we tried. Definitely. And that we repurposed. And I'll say this over and over again. Every time we go back to what we know how to do and do it right, it leads us into a better ability to understand how to handle these situations. That's why I say the so finish I mean, like, line is what did we learn? Know, we didn't know we were about to like have low access to food and all of that. Everything. But but the way we've centered our life mm -hmm. is that we're going to use all of our food. Of course, we're going to use all of our food before we go to the next level. But now we've got an entire house full of food, fresh food, lots of it. <laughs> Unanswered question, what was in the spice mixture sent by my daughter's best friend's mother oh. to make that tandoori chicken? Did she give I it I didn't to you? think she was going to give it to oh. me. I thought she was going to say ancient Chinese secret, not Chinese at all. <laughs> you thought she was going to say that offensive comment? <laughs> that's not an offensive comment. That's Are you a, sure? Yeah, that's a Calgon commercial from the 80s. How could that it possibly be offensive? I was about to say, just because it was a commercial doesn't <laughs> mean it Chinese wasn't. Chinese secret. <laughs> Two teaspoons of garam masala. I make my own, but you can buy it ready-made. We buy it ready-made. Two teaspoons oh. of crushed red chili powder, a half teaspoon of pepper, two teaspoons of coriander powder, one teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of turmeric, two teaspoons of dried fenugreek leaves. Fenugreek. That's what I said. Mix in one cup of yogurt. We used your mom's yogurt, remember? Whoop, whoop. Two tablespoons of lemon juice fresh and three tablespoons of oil and then that garlic paste that she sent along with it. So I did find the ancient indian secret there you go then you asked me how do fast food places make their french fries to make them so delicious and delectable how do they do you know that mcdonald's french fries have 19 ingredients potatoes oil salt that's all they should have that's all that ours had but mcdonald's had 19 ingredients you know why they have 19 ingredients have you ever dropped a mcdonald's french fry down like between your floor. seat and the console of your car and found it a year later and it looks just like a French fry with no mold, no gross. You've seen these challenges where they take McDonald's food or fast food and they put it under a glass bell jar and watch it next to a freshly made hamburger and fries. It's been decades, literally decades since I ate McDonald's. 
so the french fries that have fallen down on the floor in my car weren't mcdonald's anyways and they were still doing this exact same thing that you're suggesting so mm. i would guess that the mcdonald's isn't the only one that does it that way probably all fast food places do it that way here's how mcdonald's makes their french fries the potatoes are washed and peeled by machines workers hand cut any imperfections off of the potatoes then the french fries shoot through a tube about 75 miles an hour through the cutting machines mm -hmm. i'd like to see a video of that that'd just be fun Optical strips look at every single fry and remove any that are, like, misshapen. Then they're blanched in steaming hot water for about 15 minutes to allow for the soft interior. Now, at home, that's what you're doing with the first fry at 325 degrees. Got it. Then they're completely dried off. Then they're quickly fried because they were just blanched. Now oh, they're okay. fried for at 400 degrees Fahrenheit, much higher than I did here at home. Then they go into a freezer at 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh -huh. Then they're shipped to the restaurants. At the restaurant, restaurant, at the, at the McDonald's, they have been pre-fried as we assumed. That's where they're fried for a second time, salted and served. What so are you're just duplicating that. Don't, 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 we don't have time for that. We got to move forward. We're not even to Saturday yet. We're not even to Saturday yet. I just don't understand what could even be in a french fry. The stuff that keeps it from getting gross in the bottom of your car under your car seat when you accidentally drop one through the crack. Why do I want to put that stuff inside of me? You don't and you haven't been there for decades. Did we get our heat fixed? We did. That's why Vicks french fries are better anyway. Because they don't have 800 A Sunday call. I'm just going to go. You're a Sunday call. <laughs> the air conditioning company came out, assessed, then they said... We have been fixing uh -oh. uh, because, okay, because <laughs> the night before when the night that it went out was a cold night. Oh, we had been cold. It was not a freeze night. It was a cold night. Yeah. And the next day I'm thinking it's about to freeze, freeze. Mm -hmm. It's all about to begin. And we don't even begin with a heater. Right. Luckily, though, the guy was able to find the parts that he needed, came back, fixed it about uh, four or five p.m. Yeah. I had made reservations for Valentine's Day weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We're the kind of city, we're the kind of restaurants that we would like to go to and eat food at at Valentine's Day fill up kind of quickly. Especially so, during a pandemic when they're only allowed 50% of their occupancy anyway. So we were going to go to our favorite sushi place is what we decided. Are we still in a pandemic? Are we like in a freeze pandemic? I now? imagine we, that the, the freeze numbers... freeze pandemic freeze The pandemic? numbers in Texas are about to show a downward slide because everyone did what everyone's been asking them to do which is just stay home and stay quarantined quote unquote anyway so i imagine we're going to see scientifically a decrease wait wait but until we get life, back up into I've it i've been told that the cold weather oh causes... baby <laughs> you're dying for rabbit holes today <laughs> but we decided tonight's the freeze so let's just stay home i'll go get that sushi and bring it home mm -hmm. and everybody was cold because the kids had all slept cold overnight right. and we were cold and mm -hmm. The girls were like, miso soup, mm -hmm. you know, like that was their first priority was soup. All right, happy Valentine's Day. Let me warm you up with the delicious flavors of miso soup and sushi. And we talked about Dokio a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Don't need to go into we that. We discovered lotus chips this time though. Oh no, what was that again? It's a lotus flower, like the inside of the lotus flower or the root. I thought it was a root chip that has a lotus flower printed, like stamped into it. No, that's what. That's, that's a lotus flower? Yes. Oh, where do you get that in Corpus Christi? I don't know. You probably don't. We, Maybe at the Middle Eastern market. We eat Asian our market. delicious Valentine's Day dinner. We know a cold night is ahead of us. The heater's on. Power goes out. Yeah. The first time. In the night. Wake up the next morning, cold, 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 and you make a brutal discovery. I Yeah, I walked to peek out at my plants in the garage, and the fucking garage door was open. A pedestrian access door in the back of the garage. Which means that everything that was even all remotely weak All of that work was gone. probably useless. And the banana all tree that, that was literally in front of the door. 600, 700 plants maybe out there. And now I'm down to like maybe 100 that made it. Plus all my buckets of where I'm literally harvesting in 30 degree temperatures, 32, 33 wet temperatures. All that work. All those buckets of food are all out there just sitting there. And at that point, I'm like... I think it had gotten down to 19. I'm like, I, no reason to be upset about it. It's all gone. Can't do get over it. it. Just get over it. Silver lining. We have gas stove in our house. Yes. We can cook food. Yes. We can boil water. Yes. We, we can, can make coffee when everyone else... Wait, wait. We can wait. make coffee. Can we make coffee? <laughs> However, 
We're all bougie with our grind every day. We're whole bean buyers. (laughs) And if you don't have electricity to grind your beans, well, out comes the pioneer spirit of me. (laughs) And I probably woke the entire house up because here's the methods that I tried to use. Number one, get a handful of beans, put them inside of a towel, Uh fold the towel over, and beat the shit out of them with the bottom of a small saucepan. Oh, okay. Moderately effective. Mm Mm-hmm. Or take my new, what do you call that thing? Like that scraper thing with that plastic handle that I recently bought at the restaurant supply store. We'll call it a scraper a thing scraper with a thing, handle. But it's got an edge to it, but it's dull. It's not now a you're knife. chopping. And I've got them in the towel again, mm-hmm. and I'm chopping at the towel. That did a better job. What about a meat hammer thing? Well, that's where I started with, but the meat hammer thing that we've got is so small. The uh-huh. surface area of the pounding surface, that's why I went with a small saucepan. Get some coffee, kind of weak. Well, I must also add into this Hot that though. we do have a French press. And as a matter of French fact, French press when, is where I went. When you met me, the electric drip I was coffee a pot didn't French work. press coffee yes. maker. Yeah. So I had we have had during the time that we've been together, beautiful, large, massive yeah. French presses. Eight cup French press, yeah. That always get broken they in get the billiard house household. J Hack house, where Jason lives too. Uh huh. Hmm? So now we're down to the puny little tiny one cup French press (laughs) to make coffee for everybody in the house that's f***ing cold all day long. Savannah, I'd like a cup of coffee. There you go. Hold on. Give me five more minutes. Five more minutes. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, no, we got this. Made the sausage and egg tacos so we could all get warm without the benefit of the electrically run vent above the stove. So the whole house is. Yeah. Sausage smoke fest. I'm sitting there with my coveralls on, Mm -hmm. like all of my clothes, jacket, every Carhartt, all of it, eating steaming breakfast tacos. As fast as you can. As fast as I can. Drinking coffee as fast as I can so that I can get it hot before it gets cold. And we begin to kind of accumulate candles. And we do have a lot of that kind of stuff because we are in a hurricane area. So, yeah, we do have... And the power could come on at any moment because what we're learning at this point is that the freeze didn't damage a bunch of local electric infrastructure. Right. That's when, like, the social media stuff started whispering ERCOT and that shit I just don't want to get into mm-hmm. at all. But the idea that we might be in for a harder time than we should we're expecting because you know what i hate worse than a no nothing <laughs> no just a little bit enough to pretend no like I know nothing everything. no at all yeah oh god spouting nothing oh, about did they all out? that they know oh of did nothing. they come out even our local state representative mm-hmm. that we're usually always mm-hmm. like i mean hands down doesn't matter what party he's in we're he is yeah. awesome yeah. he helps us you go hey he made a comment go re- listen to his stuff and this was early and i listened and I said, he didn't say a damn thing. Mm-hmm. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. And they've got a population that is at the beginning at this point, at the beginning of a world of hurt and looking and desperate for answers. So I got to say something. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, all that I've said is, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. What are you going to get to the bottom of? You don't even know what you're getting to the bottom right. of at do this got, point. Do you got any PVC uh, around <laughs> in your uh, garage that you could give me? Because that's the only thing I care about. <laughs> We're not even there yet. When the only entertainment you have access to is Facebook because you can charge your phone charge in your, your car. Charge your phone in the car and then get on social media. Oh, no. Well, we watched a couple movies on our phones and stuff. but We did. You're right. Lily and I fell asleep. My phone went out of battery power. Uh-huh. But Lily and I fell asleep to watching YouTube movies of just like whatever we right. could come across. Yeah. I think we ate on those eggs and sausage all day long. Yeah. We ate that more than once. Yeah. You were like, what do I make now? And I was like, just do it again. Just right. do the sausage and scrambled eggs again. And it's, just, let's just get through the day, get yeah. through the night, see what tomorrow looks like. But on Tuesday, the power comes on and I start grinding coffee beans. I don't know how long this is going to last, but coffee is going to heat and warm me up and I want to be able to make it in a way that makes sense. And I point a little electric space heater under the house by the Well, yeah, that's that morning was when I discovered, oh, yep, we have a busted pipe. Now that things are starting to defrost, the water is spewing. We got to turn our water off. Okay, so now we've got a busted pipe. it was not inside the house. It was under the house. Sure, sure. Because there were a lot of people that found flooding happening inside their house. No doubt. Overhead lines that are going in, mm-hmm. above the ceiling mm-hmm. that are breaking is a much harder thing to deal with than 
pipes under your house that are very, very manageable. Yeah. So we just have to turn the water off, the main off into the house, which means that we're filling up tubs, we're filling up pots, we're filling up pans, and we can have our gas stove to heat it up when we need to. No shortage of water. You did actually help me get a shower about that night, I think. I did. Before I knew that the pipe was busted. Yeah, exactly. I was heating up water furiously. That little electric space heater inside the bathroom to get it warmed up. Because who wants to take a bath in oh, a cold room? Oh, it was room? so cold. But and it was so nice. Yeah, you, took, you got to take a nice hot bath. That night I took a sits bath. A sits bath? Yeah, where That's I'm splashing water up into the most... Um, <laughs> Get your hot spots. And we talked That's about what we, Jessica always says. The Make hot sure spots. you get your hot spots. There we go. All my hot <laughs> spots were clean. So just so I felt comfortable getting into bed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And in that I'm moment. Because I'm not going to snuggle with you if you stink. Yeah. And, in the, and snuggling is critical. <laughs> it's critical. Snuggling is critical in a situation like this. You had a snuggle partner and you had your lap dog. Oh. I told Lily. I was like, Lily, do you know why little tiny dogs were invented? Not invented, but bre- why why royalty bred tiny small dogs? Why? So that the wealthy women had little space heaters on their laps right. to keep their hands and their core warm. Okay, now, without going too deeply into it, the area where the plants are is separate from the main living TV congregation area in our home. And it has a fireplace. And mm-hmm. we have never used it no. ever one time because no. it's we don't have a couch or a sitting area or a place to enjoy well, the fireplace. And, and who needs a really fireplace in South Texas? Who needs a fireplace in South Texas? Well, I <laughs> open that flue, look up it with a flashlight, looking for nesting birds or creosote uh-huh. buildup or uh-huh. anything. Clean and clear as a whistle. Here is my problem. And again, the finish line here is, what did we learn? What did we learn? I got no firewood. Mm-hmm. Now, you've heard us talk about I mean, fires shit, in we the back of the yard. burning firewood a couple days before, just burning wood so that we could have ash. Ash for your <laughs> potato planting. So I have to go on a full-blown assault firewood search. Yep. If we're going to use the fire. It's the first day that the roads are not icy enough... They're so rather, people can drive around. People a can bit. drive around, mm-hmm. and I'm that kind of thing. After a hurricane, I want to go driving around. I want to go see. I want to go observe. I want to know what we're up against. And I put the call out on Facebook. Hey, anyone got some surplus firewood? And thank God I live in Texas. Well, not just thank God do we live in Texas, but thank God do we stay connected to the survival type of personalities, the preppers, the you know people that are going to have the there most of this stuff was available. An outpouring on Tuesday. An outpouring of how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Just in general. Well, and one thing I want to say. I've got gas stove. I've got hot water. What do you need? Come to my house if you need a sits bath or anything. Sure. If you're out of sure. I've got three dozen eggs that I've been accumulating. Okay. Does anyone need eggs? I've got food. One thing I want to add into this though, because I think it's important. And even to the point of someone making a comment about a local deli or whatever selling eggs and saying their price was overpriced on the eggs and i didn't think that they were overpriced even remotely when our friends whose main income comes from production on their land gives us firewood my first question was how much did you pay them for it because at the end of the day when this all comes out when it's all said and done and over with what are we yes of course exactly of course you're gonna offer help of course you're gonna But here's the deal. I want people to understand that there is value in exchanging energy, which means that if you've got energy that I need to keep warm, I need to make sure that you're going to have the money you need at the end of the day when this is all over with to hire a plumber to come Mm -hmm. fix your plumbing if there's a problem. And if I took your wood and was like, oh, yay, it's free and took all your stuff for free and expected everyone to give me everything for free, who would pay me for my labor and my work and my production and my energy and the things that I'm going to put out there? Yes, a lot. So I'm not a big fan of this concept of I'm going to do it all for free all done you still have to pay your bills you still have to have access to energy and money and even if we cut out because there's you know i'm all about you know let's live bartering right even if you cut out the actual capital the Mm -hmm. actual physical money Mm -hmm. i'm still trading something with you you have something you are a massage therapist and i need a massage okay i'm gonna teach you how to garden so that you can grow food for your family Mm -hmm. we're gonna trade that is energy exchange and it is 
extremely important for us to learn after this is all said and done. I'm in a little high school chat with six, seven buddies from high school all over the state. And I'll get to that in a second because how it affected people all over the state is kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. All over the but state. But my friend Sandra in Austin has chickens. And she told us that it's been fascinating because mm-hmm. people started contacting me. Mm-hmm. Do you have extra eggs? And I did. And I used those things to trade. Mm-hmm. I've seen people trading for PVC couplings. Yeah. Because in a time of scarcity, and I went to Home Depot to look for a fire grate mm-hmm. the night after the first freeze. Mm-hmm. There we, were none, we, right? Well, they didn't sell them. Uh, they said, go to Academy. I went to Academy. Academy was closed. What does the Home Depot box store need grates for in, in South, South Texas? Texas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, the PVC section, the plumbing section mm-hmm. was of course. Uh, 100 people. Uh, fighting over six sticks of PVC. I think this is important. I'm not saying don't trade. I'm saying... There's value. There's value. Yeah. And value is extremely important. And the only thing that has made me angry is an expectation that you owe me a low price on something because times are hard. Okay. I didn't know how much politics or whatever we talked. There was a famous now story of a Texas, small town Texas mayor. I can't remember the name of the town who resigned. Mm-hmm. Yes. And wrote, stop bitching. At Mm -hmm. local government that you are not prepared for this freeze. The wording was kind of gross. The optics of it were a little bit gross when people are suffering. Yeah. But... Oh, you don't want to hear the truth. There's some truth in that. You don't want to hear the truth. What did you do prior to what you knew or should have known was coming to prepare yourself and your family and the people that you are responsible for? And, you know, this is the part where... People don't really understand me and my politics Uh because when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I'm all about radical responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that means that I have prepared my life in a way that I'm not saying I can do everything right. And I'm not saying I'm not going to need some help with this, that, or the other. But what I am saying is that I'm going to be prepared to pay you if I have to buy wood from you. It is Tuesday. We have power. Let's make some food. Mm-hmm. And we decided to make vegetable beef soup warm mm-hmm. using those vegetables that you've harvested in, a, in an effective way. Yep. We've got the beef available. Yep. Damn, that was good. It was really, it's my, that's one of my most favorite things. I'm going to post Just this recipe. A nice vegetable beef soup. And we want some dipping toast. And ours had turnips and ours had broccoli and mm-hmm. ours had cauliflower and ours had carrots and ours had just whatever we had yeah. plus some beef chunks. Beef stew meat broth, of course, from the freezer. But it wasn't a stew. No. It was a vegetable I used stew meat beef in a soup. soup. Right, yeah. correct. All the tomatoes, all the little tiny cherry tomatoes that you were able yes, to harvest before the you freeze. You did use my tomatoes. I used those for instead it. of canned tomatoes, yes. so no doubt. And I put some toast in the oven so that we can have a little dip in toast. You get your mm-hmm. gluten free bread. Mm-hmm. And then, and perfect timing, if the timing had to be imperfect, the moment that the soup is ready, the power went out. The power goes out again. And we had a candlelight dinner. And that's when the girls are like, uh, my friend, the such and such on the south side of town has got power and water and I haven't showered and I'm miserable. I'm going to go spend the night over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's when I drive all the way across town to take my daughter to her best friend's house where I know that she's probably going to get some delicious chicken tandoori. <laughs> and I'm passing fast food places. Mm-hmm. The only things that are open. The gas stations are open. There's no milk. There's no eggs. There's no orange juice. There's nothing at any convenience store. Mm-hmm. and the fast food restaurants between here and there and back have got two settings, closed or 75 cars mm-hmm. in the line mm-hmm. because there is no mechanism if you don't have gas right? or if you don't have a camp stove mm-hmm. or you don't have a fireplace and the ability and knowledge to cook. Or you haven't collected cook. the energy you need mm-hmm. to run your, your, pit, your barbecue pit in the backyard. Sure. Which I think is funny because one of the first questions that happened before this all started was people were like, I don't understand why Texans buy brisket in an emergency. Well, why, is there, like, why is there a limit on brisket? Because we know how to run our barbecue pits. Because I can why. take a 10 pound brisket food. and cook and and, and, and feed, feed my, my entire family. family for two or three yeah, days. Yeah. yeah, that's some of the survival part of it. That Tuesday, I made my way out to the grocery store, and it was uglier than COVID. Mm-hmm. I guess 
that there is a situation in the grocery business that if a store loses power for X, I don't know what X uh-huh. is, but X minutes, you are now no longer able to sell dairy, frozen food, meat. System breakdown, baby. System and breakdown. It was bizarre. I just walking don't into my hold on H E B with I mean, imagine how large your grocery store's meat section is. No meat. All the refrigerated no sections are completely no butter. Out. The frozen food section's empty. And it's freezing outside. Freezing outside and people, well, we'll get there. But because the next night, that that Tuesday night was the second night Uh of the freeze. And Uh now we're going back into it with no power, but no kids, but a fire. Uh And I think we hung out on the couch and watched your phone. I mean, we're just like killing time, waiting for tomorrow to come. Waiting for the sun to come up so that we can blow these candles out. (laughs) Wednesday comes. Power comes back on, eventually, but we have no water, so we're filling up the tubs, we're filling up the pots. Find the toast that had been left in the oven with the <laughs> oven on. I was like, why? Oh, I was like, oh, the oven's on. <laughs> well, when the, Wait, pow- the power the goes, power goes, the power Wait. goes out, and I immediately go into, <laughs> all right, get the candle set up, get the da 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 da, get the da 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 da. I didn't think to turn off the electric oven that. <laughs> Now I don't need any longer. It's a black. So I found my hockey puck black toast. Did not eat that. And that's the day I think our power went on. A lot of people's power went on. Many of our friends, though, remained powerless for 24 extra hours. But as people began getting power back, ascertaining the situation. And being able to move around, too. I mean, that's the other side of it. Like, once power went out and once we were freezing and the roads were frozen and it was still raining and snowing and all of that stuff, it didn't matter if you had had electricity and someone on the other side of town didn't have electricity. You couldn't get to them. Right. So, this point, now we're all moving around. But that's the day that you start selling your produce again. Right, because I can And that's the day that people start realizing... I am going to have to go alternative to find food because, mm-hmm. as I said a little while ago, people are now getting out to the grocery store and finding nothing. Mm-hmm. So one of the local restaurants that had been buying from me, she placed a large order. One of my local neighbors placed a large order to get themselves set up. One of the things was that that local restaurant did have the ability to be open. They had a water filter. They had electricity. So she was taking the vegetables, some that I had already given her in a past week and this week, and preparing nice soup where you could, if you needed a warm bowl of soup, you could come get it for free. But then also she had for sale other stuff. Ara Steak and Seafood. Oh, fantastic. It was the next day, Thursday now, we've got power. And it's like the reach out to the friends thing. We've got power. We don't have water, but you can come over and warm up. I can make you an Irish coffee. But the liquor store was open, and I bought all of the makings for like, Irish coffee. Irish coffee, I think. And we watched on Thursday with our TV available now, and everything working. Grumpy old men and grumpier, and grumpier old, old men, men. <laughs> and that was a that was the best day of my life. Having a heat wave. One of the best days a was just drinking wave. Irish coffees. <laughs> Then you go, well, what should I make for dinner tonight? I was like, I think we should have like steak and, and potatoes yeah. and salad and let's I just went, make some I, So that's when I broccoli. went to the grocery store, <laughs> just next door, knowing I could find a couple of potatoes you to really make need mashed a potatoes. Nothing. 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 So we literally. Freaky nothing. Everything on our plate that night. Yeah, that's why I made the mashed turnips local. without potato. I usually would do 50-50, turnips and potatoes. And uh, the reason why you do it is because the potatoes have more starch in them and mm-hmm. make it more mashed potato-y. Mm-hmm. This turned out more like a puree. Um, more so, like the cauliflower mash. Yeah. When you do cauliflower mash. Yeah, I yeah. roasted my garlic 40 to 50 minutes at 400, wrapped in foil with oil, cut the tips off of the garlic, put the oil on there, salt. And then set that aside when it's done. And then in your mixing bowl is the garlic, half a stick of butter, your boiled turnips drained, poking them with a fork, see if they're kind of like a mashed potato-y making consistency. But lay that steak on top. Let that all mix together. Mm-hmm. But Thursday for me was me like... this beautiful salad with my salad yeah. mix and my radishes. And then 100% you took the, you, except for yeah. the uh, ranch dressing, yeah. Well, but you also took feta uh-huh. from our local goat yeah. cheese farmer. Yeah, right, right. I had the grass-fed steak from our local farmer. Uh-huh. And I'm showing this plate off and people are like... I mean, this is like lighting up the circuits. People are like, oh my God. Wow. How? Where? 
There's no steak. There's no beef at the store. There's no produce at the store. There's no... God, that's a beautiful plate of food. Oh my God. I think because of that plate of food, and then also one comment that I saw kind of early that next morning on Friday morning, where someone said, does anyone know where any fresh produce is? Mm -hmm. Because my stomach is sick. I've been eating boxed food. I've got to get some greens inside me. And I said, I will put up an order form today. And I did 10 orders mm-hmm. yesterday. Didn't you say it was your highest grossing day ever? It was my highest grossing day ever. People didn't have food. Mm-hmm. The stores didn't have food. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started researching that Austin and the snow that they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and them having the same bleak outlook at the grocery store that, that we did. Can I go back to the point that I've made over and over and over again? And that is stop you? distribution. Yeah. We have a distribution problem. When distribution breaks down... You still have to be able to feed yourself. Yeah. Oh, because we haven't even talked about the idea that across Texas, starting in our town, everyone trickling their faucets, uh, all the lines broken around town, Mm -hmm. drastically dropped the water pressure, which means that now we're under a water boil Mm -hmm. because it's not pushing through bacteria and Mm -hmm. allowing it to accumulate and grow. Mm -hmm. Last night, Friday, dinner out, just, just kind of mentally exhausted, tired. My mom alone in her place, never lost power, never lost heat. Trying to explain to her how lucky she was that that had occurred. Well, she lives in the, she lives in the places that are going to be the most fortified for anything. Mm -hmm. Hospital, senior, senior living places. Yep. 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 And I said, mom, let me bring you some dinner because I'm sure she hadn't had a great meal in a while. And went ahead and just got us some food out too. The line, our water line was fixed yesterday. So now here we are on Saturday recording. Plants are being taken back outside. Plants are being taken outside. Now, that's the postlude to the story. How'd your plants do? Those ones you thought you'd lost in the garage. The ones that are still inside. Mm. The, the gardens still that... Still a pretty did, big loss. The gardens that we took the sheets. The mm-hmm. You know, you put your sheets over your plants. It was still a pretty big loss, the stuff in the, the garage, especially it's the tomatoes. better than I thought it was going to be, but I guess we'll see where it no, goes. No, those tomatoes didn't make it. Mm. I mean, and that was, that was the thing I was most concerned about, honestly, was the tomatoes. Because that gives me that jump start. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. You know, my gardens look good here because of the way I garden. A lot of my roots are still going to be alive. And because it's still that part of the year where plants are just going to survive well, if they've got a good root structure, they're going to bounce back. But I did have a lot of meltdown. I think that's pretty accurate of our story. It, it got bad and then it got better. And for everyone, that'll, be, I, that'll be the same as well. I don't even well. feel that way about it. Okay, go it ahead. I, I was going to ask you. What, what do you mean? I, I found this to be an exciting adventure. I found it to be a great opportunity. I love hands in the dirt learning. I love it. And I am at my core, a crisis manager. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, does that mean that I'm out there huffing and puffing and building and doing and da, 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 da? No, I'm doing what I can with the people I have around me to manage a crisis because the best thing I can do is make sure that my home and my people are taken care of Mm -hmm. so that the people that really need help can get the help that they need. And, and so it just didn't feel bad to me. I wasn't even ever miserably cold. I learned that I want a minimum amount of firewood available here at the house at all times. Energy. I told you this. I learned that I Energy want... Energy is the greatest, most valuable thing that can I'm exist. Trying to be, I'm trying to be practical. Though. I, I, no, that's practical. I understood. How is that not practical? You just said I need firewood. That's energy. I want a minimum store of water in this house at all times, even okay. if I'm rotating through it. And that's why my dad's talking about putting a 500-gallon five, tank out there. at the farm. I want to get there. Here at the house, though, we're not going to be here much, much longer. What I want is for us to be able to live off the grid when we need to live off the grid. I remember when we went out to the farm for Hurricane Harvey, mm-hmm. the next morning, mm-hmm. your dad said, that is Generac. it. I'm getting a Generac <laughs> generator, the kind that automatically stays, trip on yeah. and off, uh-huh. and you know, it's all always ready there for you. Uh-huh. I think within one or two weeks, it was installed and ready to go. So, we just upped our prepper game all of a sudden again. <laughs> so going out to the farm was always an option until those roads were too difficult to navigate. We couldn't go out to the farm at that point. But had we been out there, you're talking what? Okay, we've got power. We've got water. We need to be able to protect our... Our plants. Yeah. We need to be able to protect our bank account, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay? If we're going to talk about plants in the form of energy, life, bank account. And income. Okay? Yeah. Income. 
number one, we don't want to lose any of that food. But number two, we know we're about to go through a spell of time where we don't have easy access to food at the grocery stores and people are looking for food and we are the kind of people that can sell you food because we've got plenty of food to share. An overflow right? of abundance. Exactly. Yeah. So we need better greenhouse situation set up. Yeah. We need better ability to prepare. Like, Hold on. Like, the greenhouse is where you would take the plants rather than the garage or our Yeah, because here. a greenhouse, mm -hmm. but we had a greenhouse and he did have a heater in it, a little small greenhouse. He moved all of our little trees and everything mm -hmm. into it. But if the power goes out, we've got to have those connected to the generator as well. So we were just about one year behind, yeah. but at the same token, I'm not sure we would have fast forwarded those things had we not been set on a path that said you don't want to be without water and you don't want to be without electricity when you want to keep your bank account alive mm -hmm. so that you can keep feeding yourself and your friends and your family and all of that you know whatever so instead of 500 you. gallon something but yeah potable water storage tank so that you you're know never caught off guard you're never caught off guard yeah. because when you need to live off the grid you have the ability to live off the grid a decade ago i started down this pathway and i didn't really know why and I couldn't explain why or how it was going to be needed, but I just felt like we were getting into a position where if we relied on one push button for everything, and if we relied on the government for everything, and if we relied on the truck drivers getting to us for everything, if we relied on someone else for everything, then we might get in a position that could be a real problem. And the first time I started saying that for real, like giving a real plausible thing that could happen was the hurricane. See what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. Of course, then everyone's like, yeah, but a hurricane's like once every hundred years. I said, I can tell you exactly who is not unhappy right now. Mm -hmm. Farmers. Nothing but contingency. Oh, they're prepared. Yeah. They're prepared. I mean, those were the folks that had firewood, fireplaces, generacs, water tanks. Not that I'm suggesting that I want to live in the middle of the desert. Off a grid. Out in big, big bin somewhere. No, I want to be able to have access to the internet and online and yada yada. Although I did suggest that I I could have totally lived in Big Ben for a few years. I always had a dream of that happening. Just for a few years. Are we going to go down a nomad land rabbit hole? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, we maybe totally next did. week. Maybe next week. <laughs> but no, the truth of the matter is, is that I just want to know that I can when I have to. That's and, just who I am. this event shows inconvenience ultimately is up to you yeah and the prep that you do ahead of time how are your food orders today i haven't seen any today but i didn't have that much stuff left i'm, I'm um, seeing on social media that the milk trucks are arriving and the gasoline trucks are arriving and there's orange well, juice at this convenience store like, and... people are rushing out and buying everything up i'm like yeah because the trucks aren't going to be able to get here and get stuff that's why they're rushing out to buy everything mm -hmm. up what do you mean the trucks can't get here? The roads are icy. And they may not be icy right here, right now, but they're icy in other parts of Texas. They can't get to us. It's the same thing that we were talking about. People did not understand why we're still out of stuff in the stores when the pandemic has kind of settled out and come to its like baseline, this is where we're going to stay at. You know why? Because in other places where they're seeing a spike, that's where the most toilet paper comes from. And those trucks can't get to you. This is a systemic distribution issue. What are you going to do when the system breaks down to take care of yourself? I've just... You cannot rely on someone else. You cannot. Now, you can rely on the fact that in good communities and you've built a network and you can reach out to people, they will help you. Of course they will, especially if you tend to help yourself Espe and at and this moment. Well, especially if you're a contributor to that system. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, can I get some water? I've got some firewood. Oh, right. that's a there's a transaction. And it's not about being mean mm -hmm. or being it's about a true community a system of spirit that supports one another and that gives value to things that are the most valuable over and over and over again i'm not saying that i don't like brand name clothes and i don't want to wear a brand name clothes from time to time but those brand name clothes didn't fucking matter very much when there's nowhere to go I don't have any food. The water's turned off. The There's water's no turned off. I, can't, I smell like I've been sleeping on the streets. Mm -hmm. None of that stuff matters. Would I like to have a nice pair of really nice brand, good brand boots or some nice Louboutin high heels to wear from time to time? Hell yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. And I do not have a pair of Louboutin high heel shoes. Mm -hmm. But I do have some nice brand name boots. Valentine's came and went. <laughs> too. Mm -hmm. 
anyone that actually knows me knows that I thrive on these situations. Yeah. Like, well, you're not how a do whinger. We do it even better you're next not time. A, you see, you're not a whinger. I don't think that I am either. Where it's just like, oh, woe is me. When? When are they going to do? When are they going to do? When are, are they, they going to get? When are they? Gonna... Nah. All right. We lived through it. We learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next time that this happens, we will be deftly prepared. And then we'll learn again and we'll prepare some more. Texas apocalypse free zone. We lived through it. Hey, guess what? What? We cannot go any episode. Yes. What's out? Table topics. Last week's was really good. I think this week is going to be interesting too. I haven't heard this question. Give it to me. When are old things better than new things? You know, it immediately leaps to mind. What? Cast iron. Oh yeah. Okay. So... Someone mentioned that they heat that heated their cast iron pots up uh-huh. and put them in the bed with them. Oh God, that sounds horrible. Why Burn does that yourself. Sound horrible. Surely you're smart enough to do it without burning yourself. Bun- I mean, you bundle you, it in a towel you or something. Boiling hot pots of water on, in the bathtub, and I didn't burn myself to that's, take a bath. That's true. <laughs> what are old things better than new things? There's another example that just leaps to mind. My grandmother had a 150 year old deep freeze. A little bit of exaggeration. Now you buy a deep freeze, and you can almost like one person could lift it. This thing took four people to move out of her house, mm-hmm. and it probably still works now. There is a level of craftsmanship that generally has declined across all kinds of production as cheaper costs and blah, blah, blah. There is value in antique craftsmanship that you rarely see these days. Old trees are better than new trees. Because mm. <laughs> old trees, they can handle the storm. Think about that hundred-year-old tree out there in Rockport. Thousand-year-old tree in Rockport. Three thousand. How how old is that tree? It's freaking older than shit. Big tree. And it held up in that hurricane. I bet you it held up in a freeze in the freeze too. And watch what happens. All the oldest pecan trees, all the oldest citrus trees. They're they're gonna be brown and sad for a bit, but they'll be fine. Set your roots in deep. Get comfortable. How about sheets? sheets that have been washed a thousand Mm -hmm, times mm -hmm. they're way better are better than a new set of sheets how about a good pair of broken in boots Mm, so good you've got a pair of boots you pulled out that you've had for as long as i've ever known you Mm -hmm. they are broke down yeah but that's what came out when the going gets rough (laughs) okay so we've got to figure it out sheets boots and cast iron and trees see you next week Thank God I live in Texas. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. I just want to point out to no one that can see that you just stretched and I can see your, your, your midriff and you're distracting me. I need a suntan. Looks good to me. (laughs) Make yourself a roux.